welcome to the Shed Podcast. It's me, Tia Marie Arnold. Welcome, welcome. If it's your first time, I hope that you will enjoy it. If you are a returning friend, hey. Okay, so I am so ready to get into today's episode. First of all, we're going to start with share. And I want to share with you, prepare your hearts, folks. Payless Shoes are going out of business for good in March. Oh my gosh, I'm a little heartbroken because that was a spot. I remember being a little girl and my mom taking me to Payless to get my Easter shoes or to just get some summer shoes or whatever. And I'm like, they've been around forever. And I haven't been in there lately, even though I still will go in there to look and see if they have any like cute sandals and stuff. Because listen, I, I will tell you straight up, I go into Walmart if I need to get me some cute little comfortable and not don't really care if they get messed up shoes. I will go to Walmart and get me a few pair. I get my kids shoes from Walmart, especially because they are so rough on their feet. And when they like want to play outside and stuff, I get them some shoes from Walmart. There's a store called Meyer in Ohio. Meyer got some cute shoes. Okay. I bought two pair of um, ankle booties. One pair was black. One pair was that uh, caramel brown. And I still wear those shoes to this day. And I have gotten so many compliments on those shoes. So I am not bougie when it comes to that. I do like me a good pair of heels and shoes. And you know, but my point is, I will get a pair of shoes from a Payless, from a Walmart, from a Meyer, from anywhere else because shoes are shoes. Um, but back to my point with Payless, it's just like, dang, like I, I'm wondering if maybe those other businesses are the reason why they're going out of business. But that kind of broke my heart because that is a childhood memory of mine. And so... I just wanted to share that with you guys just to kind of give you a heads up that, yes, Payless is going out of business in March. I think it's the end of March. What's coming back are scrunchies. Scrunchies. Okay, men, you may not know about scrunchies unless you unless you had sisters, but girls, 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 scrunchies. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you're excited about that, but I was not a fan of the scrunchie. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, I do appreciate the fact that, well, wait a minute. Sometimes with hair like mine, you get your hair caught up in a scrunchie, that mess hurts, okay? But I don't know. I'm like, why are scrunchies coming back? And I think it's so... Of course, I have lived enough to notice that trends come back in season and stuff. But I was like the scrunchie. I used to have my hair up in this ponytail and then I would take a scrunchie. Now, you know what? This may this may actually still work. But put your hair up in a ponytail and then you like pull your hair out of uh, like you put a scrunchie around the well, don't put rubber. If you got hair like mine, do not put rubber bands in your hair. But um whatever you use to pull your hair up and then pull your hair out of the scrunchie. And then you put your hand over the scrunchie and roll your hair around it. And it gave you this nice bun. Now I can get with that because my buns used to be real cute, but the scrunchie was always hidden. But now I guess it's this trend to like have all these colorful scrunchies hanging out your head. I mean, 40 year old women doing that. I'm like, I mean, I guess if you need to go to grocery store, you just need something to pull your hair up. That's fine. But as a stylish trend, I don't know if I'm there for that. Yeah, 
That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, I also want to share. So uh, me reading all these articles and stuff. I also want to share this one. This one is, oh my gosh, bless my soul. So there's this college student who really needed a car. And so she went into this car dealership trying to get um, nothing fancy. She just wanted a, a Corolla. I'm not even sure if it was new or used, but she needed something to get around because she needed to get to school and she needed to go to her job. And so she applied to get this car and um, they denied her. They told her, you know, there's nothing we can do. And so this man, this stranger, he was coming in to trade in his vehicle um, to get a BMW. And so and I, I can't remember what kind of car he was trading in, but he overheard this conversation of the salesman with this young college girl trying to get this car. And she broke down and cried when the salesman told her there's nothing we could do. You know, you just didn't get approved. And so she left out of the car dealership, just broken and hurt, discouraged. Listen, I've been there. There were times I tried to get a car back in the day and it was like, it just does not look like it can happen at all. So I, I can, in that moment, I can, um, understand how she's feeling. And so he overheard it. So after she left, he went to that salesman and said, call that girl back. I'm going to not trade in my car. I'm going to give her my car. They called her back. He signed over the title, gave her the keys, and she walked away with a car that day. How awesome is that? I just, me reading that, I'm like, you know, God is still in the miracle working business. And from her perspective, I'm sure she didn't even think that that would happen. Didn't even, I'm sure it wasn't even on her, her radar at all that she probably left there so discouraged, feeling like, I just, how am I going to make this happen? What am I going to do? And God was working something out behind the scene on her behalf. And that just encouraged me because you just never know where your miracle is going to come from and who is going to come from. It may not come from somebody that you know. It may not even come from somebody that you've seen before. It could be a complete stranger. And I appreciate the fact that she allowed herself to express her feelings in that moment because Let's be honest, most people would have kept it all together. Maybe some of us would have got upset, had a little attitude, like whatever, um, and just wouldn't have showed any type of emotion or any type of need in the car dealership because I'm not going to show people how I feel. Ain't none of their business. I'll get in, you know, I'll, I'll cry on my way to the bus stop or I'll wait till I get home and cry in my room. But she actually expressed her emotion right there, which actually touched this man's heart. And God moved through that and blessed her with a car. Oh, my God. I just thought that was so amazing. Um, so I just I, I feel like that there's a, a takeaway from that, you know, that um, in those moments, be real to how you feel and, and just don't give up and don't think that somebody's no is God's no. Because if man says no, that's fine, but he is not God. If God says yes, then nobody can say no to your miracle and that thing that you are praying for. Can I get a amen? Amen. All right. Um, so, okay. 
I was watching TV this morning, drinking my coffee, and I saw, so y'all know the company Crocs. I actually love me a good pair of Crocs. I, they are very comfortable. And when I was working in the childcare business, those things really blessed my feet. Yes. Um, but so Croc is coming out with a, they pretty much took a Croc and they added a strap and now it's a purse. Okay, I'm like, what in the world? If y'all know what a croc looks like, I mean, they're 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 not they are comfortable shoes, and I guess there may be some cute ones. I haven't really looked at the croc, uh, uh, you know, industry lately, but I'm like that thing being a purse. Like, what can you put in there? Like, your change gonna fall out because there's holes. Um, all your mess is gonna get wet because there's holes. And it's just, it's a shoe. It's a shoe. I don't know about turning a shoe into a purse, but you, you know what you do, you boo. If you like it, go ahead and rock it. No judgment here. Just wanted to inform y'all that if you're looking for a shoe purse in the market, Croc has it for you. Yes. All right. Um, and finally in share, cause I had a lot to share today. Um, finally in share, this one's a little bit more, um, serious and I don't know how I feel about it. So I, I'm just going to use complete wisdom in sharing this, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be real. Okay. So my last little article that I read was, um, it was an article about millennials and how half of millennials this, these days feel like it's wrong to share their faith. Okay. If you're new to this podcast, I'll go ahead and let you know right now, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I am a child of God. I believe in the Bible and I raised my family. I raised my children to believe in the Bible and I married a God-fearing man. So this podcast is a spiritual podcast. We do believe in Christ up in here. Um, And so when I read that, you know, of course, at first, just by the headlines, I'm like, uh, I felt some sort of way. And so I just kind of wanted to read through it and stuff. And um, so, like I said, it says half of Christian millennials feel like it's wrong to share one's personal faith in hopes um, they will share their same faith. So pretty much they feel it's wrong that for you to tell people about Jesus or tell people about your faith with the motive of trying to convince them to follow your faith. All right. Let me get my thoughts together here on this one. First of all, the Bible says, okay, let's go ahead and put what the Bible says out first. Mark 16, 15 talks about, it says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're supposed to go out and preach the gospel. Now, I do feel like there are, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but there are creative ways to share the gospel, but I, to say that it's wrong, and I, and I think what the article is saying is it's wrong to do it with the intent of trying to convert somebody over. Um, I do feel like there you can be pushy about doing it to where it will push people away. We as Christians have to walk in the love of Christ. And if it's God's love that draws us to him, then our love has to draw people to Christ. So I do feel like if you are like coming in condemning and rude and nasty, you are not walking in the love of Christ. And that's not going to draw anybody to Jesus. I feel like every Christian deep down inside, we should want to see everybody saved. We, we should. And it's not just to be saved. It's because 
we should be a walking testimony of what Jesus has done in us. If I have a cure to a disease that you have, me being the human being that I'm that I am and having the heart that I have, I would love to tell you about the cure. Now, I'm going to tell you about it, but I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't accept it. But it is my job. I feel like it's if we have an answer to a problem, then share the answer, but don't do it with, um, you know, having this expectation that they're going to receive it. If they receive it, okay. If they don't, doesn't the word say brush your feet off and keep walking? So, but we do have a responsibility to share it as believers. And so I don't think it's wrong. The part that I do think is wrong is like I said, if you have this this mean and and just expectation that people have to believe what you believe, they don't have to believe what you believe. I believe the best way for you to ever be an example of Christ is how you live, is how you love, is how you represent who he really is. And I do feel like today's society, we have dropped that ball big time, but I don't think it's wrong to share the gospel. We have to share the gospel and the gospel will offend. It will offend. We already know that. And not everybody is going to agree and not everybody is going to receive. Not everybody's going to accept, but you know what? And I don't, I mean, statistics, I don't even know if that's a hundred percent facts, but for the sake of conversation, you know, um, I just thought, well, that's interesting because I feel like it takes wisdom, especially in this day and age, it takes wisdom on how to share, when to share. You know, sometimes I believe building relationship first and really showing people your heart and and then they'll you you may not even have to like blatantly like say it like your life can be an example of of leading people to Christ. But I also don't think you should be ashamed to talk about it. I don't think you should be ashamed to share. You should be confident in who you are as a Christian and who you are as a child of God. And um, I think that there you know are great ways, like I said, to do that. But I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. So I don't know. You you can kind of let that kind of fester you. I do feel like in this whole episode is really about that. My guest that's going to be coming soon, she's going to talk about how she shares Jesus with her friends and it blesses my soul. Um, but we can't, I guess when I read that, I got nervous because um, we're kind of going away from what Jesus told us to do. We need to share the gospel. People need to hear it. And it's not for the sake of religion. It's for the sake of relationship. It's for the sake of, you know, I don't want you going through, especially if I care about you. And even if I don't, we we still got to spread the gospel, whether I know you, whether I don't. But if we really have the heart of God, for God so loved the world. So he loves the world that he gave Jesus. He gave his son. And so if we are children of God and we are supposed to have the heart of God, then we should love the world enough to say, you're hurting, you're broken. You need a savior. You're going through this and you're suffering. And I actually have a way. I know somebody who can help you carry that burden. So I'm going to tell you about him. That's what we're supposed to do. And if we're afraid to do that because we're afraid of offending 
maybe we need to check us. Maybe there's something going on. And I know that it's not always comfortable to share and it's not always easy to share. And nowadays people die for sharing, but we still got to do what Christ told us to do. We still have to be obedient to the word of God and trust that God's love is going to draw them just like God's love drew us. And I believe the biggest way to do that is to walk in love. Truly believe that. Yes. All right. So, um, That is all of my sharing today. I felt like that was a good share. What y'all think? What y'all think? Yeah, you can't tell me, but I think it was a good share. All right. Well, now it's time to go into our heart section. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. Her name is... Megan. It's Megan Arnold. Hey, girl. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing Awesome. Yes. Are you excited to be on Mommy's Podcast? Yes. All right. Well, I'm excited to have you. So we're going to have a little girl talk. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, what's your high for today? My high is about, we are talking about how I hang out with my friends that are Christians. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and what's your friend's name? Um... Mackenzie. Yeah, that's your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys become best friends? We became best friends because we are Christians. Okay, but before you knew you guys were Christians, how did you become best friends? Because um, when I first, when it was my first time at school, um, she said hi to me and she asked me if I can be your friend. Oh, I remember your first day. Now, you actually started school after everybody else started school. So were you nervous? A little bit. Yeah, but everybody seemed pretty nice, weren't they? Yeah. What's the, yeah. Not everybody was nice? No. No? It was crazy because because we had a substitute teacher. That's right. It was your very first day and you had a substitute. Okay. Well, um... But so what do you do about those people that are not nice to you? I just stand up for myself and I walk away. That's good. Now, are you still nice to them, even though they're mean to you? Yeah, I try to make them happy. You try to make them happy by doing what? Um, telling them something that they really like. Oh, like trying to make them feel good. That's good, Megan. Very proud of you. Okay, so let's talk about your best friend. What do you guys have in common? We have common because we both sing the same songs. Oh, yeah? What songs do you sing? Reckless Love and Waymaker. Oh, now how does Waymaker go? How's it go? (laughs) You know these songs. (laughs) I'm trying to make you sing them. People want to hear you sing. Ugh. Okay, never mind. So it's the Waymaker, Miracle Worker. So you heard Mackenzie singing that? And what did you do? I'm like, oh, I know that song. Oh, yeah. So Mackenzie knows Jesus. Yes? People can't hear your head shake. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Now, um, how do you, so do you guys talk about Jesus at school? Yeah. Yeah. And does, are you comfortable doing that? Yes. You are. Why? Because. I'm putting her on the spot, you guys. 
Why are you comfortable sharing about Jesus? Tell me about Jesus. Tell me. What does um, Jesus mean to you? Um, he is very nice. And where does he live? In, in our hearts. In your heart. And in the sky. Well, he's in your heart. He's in your heart. And what does Jesus want you to do for people? He wants you to show what? Love. Love. And do you show love to people? Yes. Do you and JoJo show love to each other? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was just checking to see if you were being honest. Yes. Yes. But we always say that the Arnold's walk in what? Love. We walk I in- always say that to Josiah. That's right. It's right. You guys have to remember that we walk in love and we always want to show love to people. Right? Mm-hmm. Do we show love to people even though they don't have Jesus in their heart? Mm-hmm. Yes. We try to make them... We, we um, teach people how to love. We teach people how to love. That's right, because that's very important, isn't it? Yeah. And what did I say our superpower was? Our superpower is... Love. It's love. It's love, because love is so powerful. Well, thank you, Megan, for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you. Wait, did you do the questions yet? I already asked you the questions. You got anything else you want to share? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Before the podcast started, mm-hmm. we my mommy um, told me there's a girl. What's her name? I don't know who you're talking about. She was the queen. Oh, Esther. Um, my mom, mommy said um, there's this girl named Esther. She was the queen, and she was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Queen Esther was brave, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to my daughter, Megan. Megan, thank you for being a part. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, now we're going into our encouragement segment. And um, as Megan talked about, I was sharing with her about Queen Esther and how she had to stand up and do something so brave because Megan was a little scared to do the podcast, but she really wanted to do it. And that's actually the topic today of encouragement is to be brave. And I know that in this world that we're facing and just how uh, talking about Jesus is not popular in this day or standing up for your faith and being strong and who you are and what you believe in um, sometimes comes with a lot of criticism and a lot of stones. And it can be very fearful sometimes to talk about those things that are near and dear to you. But I want to encourage us all to be brave and let's stand up for what we believe in, no matter what that is. If that's standing up for um, something you see that is not uh, someone not being treated correctly or uh, something that's really burdening on your heart. And I still believe that we should do it in love. We shouldn't do it in arrogance and it shouldn't. You know, I know sometimes the truth does offend, but our goal is to is to walk in love and to share in love and to be brave and to know that we are chosen and appointed by God. It says that in John 15, 16. And um, and especially when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus, uh, like I said, there are so many creative ways to share the gospel. And uh, one of the ways I think that you can share is, like I said, by your lifestyle, being a a person who walks in love and someone who represents joy and peace. Like when, when someone's in your presence, they should feel something different. And 
you just representing that consistently and always being that light is going to make people draw to you. It's going to make people say there's something about that person that I really like. They'll like to be around you and your natural relationship. Can you just be share? That's how you can share your faith and share your relationship. People are going through some hard stuff and they need encouragement and we don't have to bang the Bible over their head and we don't have to like stump them down with judgment of what the Bible says. We can encourage them just, you know, when I was going through sharing your testimony, when I was going through this, you know, God really helps me or this is what I learned or there's give them encouraging scriptures in the Bible. Like you don't have to try to convert them to Christianity. You can just do that. Those little seeds that you sow can go such a long way. Another way of, of being brave and sharing um, the gospel can be through Christian apparel, wearing a shirt that just says faith, or I love to wear my, my cross earrings. You know, that's me saying that this is my faith without me throwing it in somebody's face. Um, they see the cross hanging from my ears. And most of the time, most people will think that, well, she's a believer. Um, Christian jewelry, you know, so that's that's another way. So you got shirts, you got hats, you got jewelry, social media. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but it it blows me away how we as Christians sometimes use our social platforms to bring division and to bring judgment and to bring negativity. That's such a good way to spread the gospel without uh, forcing it down anybody's face. It's your social media account. It's your page. So I believe as Christians, we should be responsible and we should be sharing positivity. There is so much negativity around us and in this world that we don't need any more negativity. And it does break my heart when I'm like seeing Christians having all these political negative conversations or just, I mean, bringing so much division onto their platform. No wonder why people turn away. No wonder why people don't want to hear what you have to say. I mean, because they're watching. Like my daughter, she's watching me and I get convicted on those days because there are times that I'm not always acting or responding in the way that I should, but, you know, people are watching. And so that is a great way to share your faith and share um, your belief and your testimony on your page. I can't tell you what to do. I'm nobody. I can't, I can't do that. But let me just encourage you that if you have a social media platform, that's a responsibility that's a way for you to walk out your calling as a Christian. That's a way that you can spread the gospel. If you're just having a platform and using it for negative um, conversation or just, I don't know, criticisms or whatever, I really think you might need to do a heart check just saying. Um, And you can Okay, and so beyond the social media, just offering help or offering prayer, being the hands and feet of Jesus is a way that you can share your faith without, uh, you know, throwing it in their face or trying to pressure anybody into Christianity. You can just lend a helping hand, go and serve at a soup kitchen, serve at a shelter, give out, um, you know, food or whatever, whatever it is that God places in your heart to do or offering prayer. You know, I shared, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three episodes ago where I had an incident in a parking lot with a lady that was 
yelling at me and Meg. And, you know, and in that moment within that conversation, I offer prayer. Now, she didn't want to receive it. Was my feelings hurt? Did I say, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. no, I didn't. I, okay. I listen, me just offering to pray with you and offering to give you help is still a seed. You don't know how far that piece of love that you're sharing in that moment can go. But you have to be brave to do it. And I and I know that if it's not your personality to be outspoken, if it's not your personality to uh, share your feelings and all that, that's okay because we're not supposed to be sharing our feelings when we're sharing about God. We're supposed to share the word. We're supposed to share about the love of Jesus. And there is find your way of doing that. And do it with confidence. Find your way, the, the way that you feel most um, natural for you to do it and do it and share it, you know, and know that God's got your back. Know that he is not going to leave you nor forsake you. You know, there's a scripture, Deuteronomy 31 and 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And listen, I know this podcast may not be for everybody, and maybe you're listening and you're like, I already do that, you know, but I think we should also encourage those around us to let's, what are some creative ways that we can just share our faith and be a light? Because that's really what it's about. It's about being a light in a world that is so dark. And this world needs our light. This world needs us to be brave. This world needs us to show love. It needs it. And how is it going to happen if we don't do it? We have to go. We have to do it. We have to be brave. And this podcast is a way for me to be brave. I get nervous every time I'm about to press record. I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't know if I'm going to stumble. I don't know if somebody who despises Jesus is going to listen to this. But the reality is I got to be true to who God called me to be, A, and it's my job to be a light and I'm doing it in a creative way. Nobody has given me a platform. You know, yes, I've been on platforms before, but I'm not being asked to come and speak at all these conferences and here and there. So I could have just decided, well, 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 I'm just going to sit in my home and not do anything. I just couldn't do that. I'm like, okay, what is a way that I can still be used and be a light? And it may not be in this big, ginormous impact like other people, but your, the little thing that you do can still go a long way. And even if you just touch one person, just one, it's kind of like the song that Megan talks about, um, the, the reckless love of God, like he leaves the 99 for the one. And so even if what we do does not impact the 99, but it impacts the one, then we're being used by Jesus. And that's huge in the kingdom. That's a win for the kingdom of God. But we have to be brave and we have to do what we feel in our heart to do, despite of the fear that may be facing us. I get it if it's not your personality, but listen here, it's not about us. It's not about our personality. It's about the 
the strength of Jesus that's living inside of us, the strength that God has given us in our weakness, he is made strong. So you can do it. If, if there's something that's pressing you to do it, it's pressing you to, to speak, to share, to write, to sing, to make an impact. I've talked about this before, you know, don't look at the outcome. Don't think about, well, nobody's responding or nobody's listening, or I'm not as good as this person. Definitely don't start comparing. You know, it's not about all those things. It's about a, you being obedient to what God called you to do and b the impact and the and, and that seed that you're planting, how God's going to water it and how it can affect maybe the next generation. That one person may be the one person that's going to touch the 99, but he used you to touch that one. You just don't know, but it's not your job to just sit in hiding and to be quiet about this, this cure I talked about, this, this beautiful love of God that can come in and transform somebody's life. It can turn it around because that's what it did for me. And so I thank God for the pastor that spoke about Jesus in my life or that person on TV that talked about Jesus or, you know, the message that I heard about grace. I thank God for those people being obedient and being brave because it may not have affected my neighbor, but it surely did affect me. It changed my life, you know, and and you you should want to be used by God in that way. So I get the fear. I get the intimidation. I get that I'm not good enough. I get all of that. I have these conversations in my head almost daily and I have to take those thoughts captive, but I got to persevere. I got to be brave. I got to spread the gospel, even though it may not be popular. I have to share about how Jesus um, came and transformed my life, even if it's not popular. I have to do it because it may not be for you, but it may be for the next person that's next to you, or it may be for somebody that I may never meet. And I believe that we all can be impactful in that way. So I hope and I pray that this has stirred something in you or if there's something that's been laying dormant inside of you that you've been wanting to do, I pray that this stirs that up in you because it's not about you um, accomplishing something. Yes, I believe the God that we serve, the reward, we will leave a legacy or, you know, we we could be pulling weeds and breaking curses that have been in our generations for a long time. But the reality is everything that we do is for the glory of God. It's for it's for us saying, God, you know, I didn't receive you as Lord and Savior for me to just sit here and keep all this goodness to myself. I received the Lord and Savior and now I'm going to share. It's contagious. You know, be be contagious, like spread it. If the flu, if the daggone flu virus, and I'm talking about the flu because I actually caught it this week, if it could spread so fast and affect so many people in a negative way, how much more can the love of God spread so fast and affect people in the positive way? Yes. Okay. That's what I wanted to encourage you with. So I hope that that encouraged you. I hope that gave you some strength. I hope that that will you know, make you go back to that drawing board or that thought or that dream that you had and and that you will pick it back up. You will be brave. You will do it for the kingdom of God. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, guys, this was a really good podcast, but you know, I can't close it without us talking about some food. So let's get into the dinner segment. Okay, so it is... Six episodes in, it took me a minute, but 
I am finally going to share this main dish that is going to bless your whole entire life. And if it doesn't, you didn't do it right, okay? This is my salmon. Folks who do know me already know I lays it down on this salmon. But those who don't, you will learn if you try it. I promise you this, this salmon. So there's two that I make that are like, oh my God, they're amazing. I And I'm saying this in a humble slash boastful way. I'm not trying to be boastful, but I just got to be honest. This salmon is amazing. So this is the first one I used to make. And then I actually have a second one that I will probably share. It'll probably take me episode 20 to give you that one because that's like my new favorite. But I am ready to share if you're ready to listen. Here we go. So this is the crispy butter pepper salmon. So if you like, okay, if you struggle with texture, then maybe you're just not going to cook it as long. But honestly, the crispy peppers, these are sweet peppers that are on top of the salmon. So I accidentally like left my salmon in there just a tad bit longer than normal. And I thought it was a mistake when it came out of the oven. I'm like... The peppers are burnt. Now, the salmon was, oh my gosh, it was juicy, buttery, quite delicious. And by the way, salmon is like my favorite thing. So I may be a little extra on this one, okay? But the salmon was amazing, but the peppers were crispy and they were burnt. And I'm like, oh no. But of course, so I tried it anyway. And I'm like, oh, I done stumbled upon greatness. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And it just, I'm, I love texture. So it's like that crispy with that juicy, you know, salmon and yes, yes, Lord. Okay, so let's get into it. Well, first we'll talk about the sauce. So the, the, this is, what goes on top of the salmon is a buttered sauce and it is made with peppers. So you're gonna have a bag of sweet peppers. The sweet peppers come in the, it's the red, yellow, and orange sweet peppers. Um, you're gonna cut those up. I So, and this is a slab of salmon. You know, I got a lot of people in the house, so I just buy a big slab. It kind of cost me like, depending on the sale, between 21 to $25. And I love it fresh. You gotta get this fresh. Please do not get frozen unless you just can't get fresh. But please, please don't get frozen. I just, oh, but you know, I tell you, tell you this. Once you go fresh, you can never go back frozen. I tried and I struggled. I was like, I am not bougie, but listen, I just, mm-mm, I have to get me a fresh piece of fish, okay? Um, so you'll cut the bag, sweet, uh, cut the, cut the bag, cut the sweet peppers that are in the bag, obviously. Um, you'll have six tablespoons of butter and two tablespoons of minced garlic. So what you're gonna do is you're going to have a large pan on um, high, melt the butter in the pan, do not let the butter get brown, and um, add the peppers and the garlic. You're gonna heat on high until the peppers start to soften and it starts to simmer. Uh, you don't wanna burn the garlic, but nothing should burn. You have enough butter in there that it actually should caramelize and make this great sauce. Um, I normally don't taste the butter sauce. I just trust that the juices from the pepper and the garlic are getting in the butter. So I've never tasted it. But if you want to taste it, you know, to each his own. Um, 
set the broil on high, go ahead and clean your fish and line, get a baking tray and line it with um, non-stick foil. Make sure you get non-stick. And by the way, the fish, I get fish that still has the skin on the bottom. If you wanna take the skin off, you can. Literally, the way that if you cook this right, you should be able to just peel that fish off. Like it should come right off. The skin should come right off. It really should. Um, okay, so after you wash the salmon and pat it dry, you put it on the nonstick foil. And um, now you're gonna take that butter sauce that's kind of been simmering and sitting. Um, and I think I, I hope I told you after you after the peppers are soft, go ahead and put it on simmer and let it sit because you like I said you don't want this butter to go brown. Um, you take the butter and you pour it on top of the salmon and then you get pepper and you place all the peppers. Well, not all. Leave some of the peppers in uh, in the juice in the sauce in case you want you know, less crispy peppers on top of your salmon. But we cover our salmon with a whole lot of peppers because these peppers are amazing. So you put the butter, pepper on top of it. After that, okay, y'all know when I cook, I don't really measure my seasonings. And I know I need to get, oh God, I need to get better at this. But I'm going to guesstimate that I take maybe like a half a tablespoon of kosher salt. Kind of use your discretion. I hate to say that, but yeah, just, but I, okay, if I were to say about a half a tablespoon of kosher salt, sprinkle it over the fish, about a half a teaspoon maybe of pepper, and a half a teaspoon of garlic, and you season your fish. Um, and you can always add more salt afterwards, even though I try to make sure it's spot on before it goes in. And I kind of gauge it by what it looks like. Like, I know, but I know, I'm gonna get better. Um, so after you do that, that bad boy is ready to go into the broiler and let it sit in there under the broiler for 14 minutes. When the fish is done, your peppers should be burnt. They're gonna be burnt, but do not fret, do not fear, because these crispy peppers are amazing, okay? Um, your fish should be flaky if it's done. It should be done. I mean, 14 minutes in a broiler is well enough time to cook some salmon. Your salmon should not be overcooked. So try not to overcook it. But with the peppers being on top, what happens is those juices are gonna get into the fish and it's gonna keep it juicy. It's not gonna dry it out. It's gonna be amazing. I normally serve this with some um, garlic asparagus. I kind of just cut some asparagus up. And I'm throwing this in as an extra. Cut the asparagus up and throw some olive oil and some kosher salt and some pepper and uh, minced garlic. Shake it up, throw it on there and I cook those in the broiler too and that's normally how I eat my salmon. I felt like I was talking like super fast. If I was, I'm so sorry. And the recipe is on the website at www.tmariearnold.com slash recipes. I really hope that you find some time and make this salmon. Listen here, it will bless you. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you. And I actually gave you the whole recipe. I did not leave anything out. Okay. That's because y'all my friends. So anyway, I thank you for being a part of this week's podcast. It was uh, very fun and I hope it was very encouraging. I hope it was um, challenging you in a way too. And um, come back and join me again next week. See you later. Bye.